The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And today, well, first of all, Merry Christmas, Happy Boxing Day, and Happy Birthday to Talk is Jericho alumni and my buddy Lars Ulrich, the drummer from Metallica. Uh, actually, it was yesterday, December 26th, Boxing Day, but we're going to celebrate as I record this from today on. It's Lars Ulrich week. Uh, great discussion and a debate. Speaking of Lars's birthday, uh, the architect, one of the two architects of Metallica. Uh, I'm trying something new this week. It's the debut of the classic album Clash, and we are going to debate which album is better, Ride the Lightning, or Master of Puppets, Metallica's two uh, seminal records. And to join me, I've got two diehard Metallica fans, great friends on the show with me today, actor, comedian, uh, musician Brian Posehn. Uh, you've seen him everywhere. He's one of those uh, very distinctive-looking guys. Uh, my favorite is when uh, he gets killed. I think it's his face ripped off in um, uh, uh, not House of a Thousand Corpses, but The Devil's Rejects, the great stuff. Uh, of course, you might know him from Big Bang Theory, Silver, Silverman Show, uh, plenty others. And of course, uh, two-time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion Frankie Kazarian is here. Him and um, uh, Christopher Daniels, very, very successful in um, Ring of Honor. Kazarian is a huge Metallica fan. Uh, he actually called me after we did the uh, Motley Crue cast with uh, Bubba Dudley and um, Dolph Ziggler and said, if you ever do a Metallica podcast, the one in, well, here's the chance. It's the uh, classic album Clash, Ride the Lightning versus Metallica with Brian Posehn, Frankie Kazarian. Uh, they both love Metallica. They talk about their first introductions to the band, the first time they saw Metallica live, what it's like meeting the band, and of course, their favorite Metallica album and songs out of these two. We go track by track. They're very similar albums, as you'll find out. So it's the debut of the classic album Clash, Right here on Talk is Jericho with Brian Posehn and Frankie Kazarian. Get ready. It's coming up soon, but also get ready for Fozzie. The Judas Rising Tour 2018 kicks off January 28th, uh, supporting Steel Panther over in Europe. We start off in Paris, France. We go all throughout Netherlands, Belgium. Um, where else are we going to? Spain, Germany. Uh, lots of places, Norway, Luxembourg. So we're going to be everywhere. You could find all those dates at FozzyRock.com, as well as the dates for the U.S. leg, the next U.S. leg of the Judas Rising Tour, which is February 28th in New Orleans. And we're going all over 30 cities from Los Angeles to San Diego to San Francisco, uh, El Paso, Houston, Dallas, Lubbock, 
Chicago, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, New York City, uh, Clifton Park up in uh, Albany. Uh, we're going everywhere, man. Grand Rapids, uh, everywhere in between. So come check us out. Seattle, Portland. Uh, go to FozzyRock.com. Check out all the dates. And uh, check out the VIP meet and greets. Uh, get on those before they sell out. Uh, nobody does pre-show VIP like Fozzy. We give you a free uh, pre-show concert. We take requests. We do some covers that you're not going to hear, some uh, rare Fozzy songs. Meet and greet us. Take pictures with us. Anything you want to do, if you want to get involved with that, uh, check out the Fozzy VIP experience at FozzyRock.com. It's going to be a great, great time. Uh, all tickets and VIP packages available at FozzyRock.com. Uh, we're going to keep the rock and roll going in honor of Lars Ulrich's birthday. It's the first ever classic album, Clash. Featuring Ride the Lightning versus Master of Puppets with Brian Posehn and Frankie Kazarian that's coming up. Before we get to the classic album Clash, Ride the Lightning versus Master of Puppets, uh, it is Boxing Day today, as like I said, as well as Lars Ulrich's birthday. Uh, Boxing Day used to be huge for me when I grew up in Winnipeg, uh, home of Kenny Omega as well, and Don Callis. Uh, and it was a big, almost like a Black Friday type of day. So you would get all of your money that you got for Christmas, all your gift certificates, and you'd go downtown. Uh, I come from downtown! And you'd take the bus down there and go shopping around. And I uh, would always go find deals on albums and cassettes and records. I remember I bought uh, Kickaxe Vices on cassette, an Armored Saint Delirious Nomad on vinyl on Boxing Day. Those are just a few. Everywhere I'd go and buy a bunch of video games, Atari cartridges. Um, you'd go down and you'd eat. I'd always eat at Taco Time. I'd have a crispy meat burrito, and then I'd go for a muffin. It was 3M's muffin, which would have like a blueberry-filled kind of a uh, cake sort of thing, and then a big Coke. It's surprising that uh, I wasn't a fatso. But uh, Boxing Day was always a lot of fun. And when I came to the States, I realized that, oh, my goodness, there is no Boxing Day here. It's all about the Black Friday and that sort of thing. Black Friday! Paint the devil on the wall! But um, I was going to always wonder, what does uh, Boxing Day mean? And what it came from was from the U.K., where it's not actually boxing. There's no boxing day, uh, day because of Muhammad Ali, no wrestling day. But basically, uh, back then, uh, you would get all your prizes and your presents at Christmas, and then you would put all your old stuff in boxes and put them on the side of the road, which would um, enable the Salvation Army to come pick them up. Uh, and that's why it was called Boxing Day. So you would put all your boxes outside, and then, uh, all, like I said, they would come take your stuff and give it to the Salvation Army. I believe that's what it's all about. I was going to look it up, but uh, look it up! Look it up! All right, so uh, my computer is working. So Boxing Day, I've got this on Wikipedia, is a holiday celebrated on the day after Christmas. It originated in the United Kingdom and is celebrated by a number of countries that previously formed part of the British Empire, including uh, Canada. And there are competing theories for the origins of the term. Um, some say uh, it was the first weekday after Christmas Day observed as a holiday on which postmen, errand boys, and service servants of various kinds expected to receive a Christmas box. Um, that would be some kind of a, a present or something along those lines. So maybe that's what it is. Uh, in South Africa... Uh, milkmen and garbage collectors who normally had little of, or any interaction with those they served were accustomed to knock on doors asking for a Christmas box, meaning a small cash donation. Uh, so that could be it. Um, so it looks like my Salvation Army uh, celebration is, uh, is uh, dumb. <laughs> so that's not the case. Uh, it is believed, uh, although in Europe, 
is believed to be in reference to the alms box placed in areas of worship to collect donations to the poor. It may come from a custom in the late Roman early Christian era wherein metal boxes placed outside churches were used to collect special offerings tied to uh, Christmas. So there you go. So I was kind of right. All depends on where you are. Uh, And in Canada, Boxing Day is a federal statutory holiday. Government offices, banks, and post offices are closed. So uh, there you go. And it would be a big shopping day, and everyone would go have a good time and have lots of fun. And uh, so there you go. Boxing Day, uh, a missing... uh, tradition here in the United States, very similar to Black Friday, like I said. So a shout out to all my Canadian friends who are out shopping today or yesterday or three days ago, depending on your uh, listen to this. And I always really enjoyed Boxing Day, so I miss Boxing Day, but uh, I'm happy to be living in the States now. So without further ado, it's the debut of the classic album Clash. Uh, and this installment features a Ride the Lightning versus Master of Puppets featuring Brian Posehn and Frankie Kazarian, and here we go. All right, so I've been planning on doing this for a while. I'm calling it the Classic Album Clash, which is the name I'm going to use for now, unless I think of something better. And my idea is to do... A lot of bands have similar records early in their career. You have Ozzy with Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman, or Shout Out the Devil and and Too Fast for Love. So I I got Brian Posehn and Frankie Kazarian, uh, two huge Metallica fanatics, and we're going to start by by debating the two seminal classics, Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets. So, you guys, this is the first one that we've ever done of this. It makes sense, though. It does, right? Because those are, well, for me, I mean, those are my two all-time favorite records. Favorite of Metallica. Yeah, and Ride the Lightning before I, well, I don't want to play my hand, but yeah. yeah. (laughs) You can. It's probably, it's definitely my top five of anybody. Of any album ever? Yeah. Okay. Now, the funny thing is, so Frankie and Brian uh, just meeting today for the first time, but you have met Brian before, Frankie. Tell, Oddly mean, enough, tied into the tied into Metallica uh, at the uh, Big Four concert in India, which was 2011. And, 2011. and to throw an extra monkey wrench in there, or not a monkey wrench, an extra bit of uh, kismet. I was, I was there too. Yeah, you were involved, you were with Trump, involved weren't in you? This, were you a, hanging out with I Eddie? Because I remember with, seeing you somewhere. I was hanging out with Charlie, and Mike was there right, too, okay. Portnoy, and I'm yeah, sure yeah. at some point Eddie. I do remember Portnoy yeah. being there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in between um, one of the sets, there was like a uh, VIP tent area, and I saw Brian, who I'm a fan of. So I went over just like a nerd. Hey, man, I'm a big fan of your work. And I got a picture with him. And I was looking for it. And I couldn't find it. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, hey, man, you were super cool. So thank you. Was for he, so he was nice yeah. to oh, yeah, he didn't was the first thing I asked no, him. He was, was a sweetheart. Was I nice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he was just nice. like, oh, thanks, yeah, man. Right yeah. on. I remember I was doing Dancing with the Stars at the time. And I had to do rehearsal and then drive to India, which is a little bit of, tra- of a trek from L.A. So I actually got there halfway through Slayer. So I missed Anthrax and Mega. So I saw the big two. I was living in Tampa at the time, and I flew back the next night, and you were on my flight. That's right. Which is, which is crazy enough, I man. remember yeah, that. So. And I was also standing next to Dave Mustaine's daughter uh, on the scaffolding on the side of the oh, stage. Nice. So there you go. There's a little bit of the kids. Did you like the Big Four show? Yeah, that was great. I yeah. met uh, Cliff's dad at that show. Oh, so Ray. I remember that. Sweet. Yeah, he was standing in the, you know, in the pit. With yeah. The, well, the VIP pit. Sure, so sure. It was a little, yeah. was a little less sketchy. Much, yeah. Friendliest <laughs> yeah, guy, yeah. though, right? Yeah, he rode on my shoulders. And, <laughs> <laughs> I crowd surfed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He spit on a couple punks. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I, I love the concept of that show, and I, I still read recently that they're thinking about doing more of them. 
I know most of the guys are game and want to do more. Yeah, I mean, that I would love to see that mm-hmm. show again. That's a show that I would follow, you know, like go, right. go to a couple other cities. and Be like yeah. deadheads and just follow <laughs> yeah, around. Because yeah. I think the problem was, if, uh, you never know for sure, but there was a little bit of issues with one of the guys in the camp named Mustaine that maybe he was kind of a little bit <laughs> yeah, of, I don't know of the wacko. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> George Weird. Mustaine is one of the managers from, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Megaforce Records. <laughs> but, I mean, I think finally they, they, that's such a cool uh, – you can't duplicate that, and it's something right, that they, right. don't, they only can do, but it would draw stadium crowds. Oh, for sure. Completely. And that's you like, know. for us fans of Thrash, like, that's it, you know? Like, right. That's our... Just to see that all right. together. I think even know? doing those big four shows, and I think the guys in Anthrax would say, that kind of gave them a, a third life. Or, right. You know what I mean? Like, that's they've right. done amazing since then. And I was going to shows before that, and it was a lot of old dudes and not a lot of younger kids for a while there. And now you go to Anthrax shows, and it's people of all ages again, which is I remember great. around that time frame, uh, Charlie, he actually asked me, what would you think if we brought Joey back? And I said, man, if you guys are doing these big four shows, that's the time to do it. Do that. That's also yeah. when Dave brought Dave Ellison back. Right, right. You know, it's you got to yeah. do the family reunion. It yeah, yeah. did kickstart them completely because yeah. you wanted to see those lineups like that. And the last Except two Anthrax the albums. Google-like guitar player leave him home but <laughs> <laughs> last two anthrax albums have been rad in my opinion. but that's yeah. kickstarted yeah. by the yeah. big four exactly yeah and and i think, think frank even charlie will say that, that yeah like, that had a lot to do with them having energy for it again and sure like, oh shit people like this still yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got and we yeah, got to be yeah, like yeah. if we're going up against these other three bands we right. got to bring our a game yeah you know? he said that in interviews that yeah he like you know yeah brought his playing back up i think the last time know. i saw you was at the anthrax gig at the Probably. palladium right yeah 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 I think I had a couple beverages, but I remember kind of hanging on to your hand as you led me through the crowd and saved me. <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> so, 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 so the, the two albums that we're talking about is Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets, which are sister albums. You, you can see, and we'll get into this, the track listing is very similar. For sure. Is the yeah. same. The, 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 where they got the records made and the producer and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, let's go through the, the ranks. What's your favorite, Brian? Definitely Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning's your favorite. Yeah. That's yours. For sure. Frankie? Well, there's there's no wrong answer in this. Right. I mean, there's oh, yeah, I mean, literally no wrong answer. This is answer. not an and argument. Is, We're just yeah, going to just there's put it over. And, and this is I'll fighting. never listen to Master Puppets <laughs> ever fighting. again. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. You're not yeah, going to yeah, hear that. No, By the slightest of margins, right. Master of Puppets for me. Okay, so you know, I, I I would go master, but by the slightest of margins as well. Can I ask both you guys when you which album got into or did you got you into Metallica? Into yeah, was that the one or were, were you me, into Lightning and then heard Master? For me was okay. So I'll tell my story and then we can go around yeah, the, yeah. the round table. So for me, first was was Ride the Lightning. Okay, uh, and there used to be this guy. Um, so I lived in Winnipeg, Canada. And right down the street from from my house was a was a convenience store called Bigelow's Pharmacy, and sitting in front of Bigelow's was this little Yo- Yoda type creature. His name was Brad Hadubiak, <laughs> and he Brad. was a short little guy who wore the Canadian tuxedo all the time, which is jeans and a jean jacket, <laughs> uh, and had really bad acne, like bulbous red hockey hair or no oh, yeah hockey <laughs> kind of like a, like malcolm young hair oh, nice. right so so and the really bad just flaming red acne but he was kind of like the guru of heavy metal right he would sit kind of cross-legged on the one of the curbs and you would go see you know the jedi hadubiak and say what albums should we check out today and i remember he would say you got to check out Afterwards, he would say, "Oh, you have to check out, you know, Lizzie Borden, or you have to check out Raven." Or, but the one that he said was, "Was there's this band called Metallica? You have to check them out." 
So I took the bus down to Records on Wheels in Winnipeg, and I and I found the the album cover, which of course is the, one of the greatest album covers of all time. The blue electricity and the the the, um, uh, the electric chair, and then you turn it over and see the band. And I remember like, oh my god, these guys they got zits and like yep. <laughs> yeah. bad mustaches, and it's like they look like me. Right. I love it. Denim jackets. Right? Yeah, Angry. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's Angry. smiling. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then I took it home, and my parents had uh, one of those big old school record players that was like a big uh, desk. Uh-huh. You lift the, the, the lid, and you put it on, and it starts with this harpsichord thing. Not that I really knew what a harpsichord was. I was like, what is this? This isn't, this isn't heavy. This isn't as heavy as Iron Maiden. And then, oh, down, 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 <laughs> yeah. down. We got the same yeah. smile on our face. And then it yeah. just like blew my fucking mind. Yeah. And like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I still remember this day just being so into it. And then when it all breaks down, and like Lars Ulrich's the greatest drummer ever, because it's just like, the double bass. And I was like, whoa. Of course, never hearing Motorhead or Overkill, knowing it was kind of ripple. So that was my first exposure. To, to ride the lightning, Brian. Well, I uh, I'm a little bit older, I think. Are you? Yeah, I'm 46. Yeah, I'm 50. So I okay. liked the first record, and also growing up in the Bay Area, you know, um, wow, I had heard like demos and stuff. That uh, that thing that has hit the lights on that went around. Uh, yeah, the metal. Yeah, no uh, life to leather. Yeah, yeah, the right. thing that Brian. Um, no metal militia. Uh, no, yeah, massacre. Slagle. Yeah, right, metal right. Massacre that Slagle yeah. put out. I had heard that, and I'd read about them through fanzines. So I was already. So you were in the scene. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well. A little bit of a poser because I have a James story. Like, <laughs> I went with a buddy of mine, and it was before Ride the Lightning came out, but they had just played in the city the night before, and it was like a Wednesday, so our folks wouldn't let us drive from Sonoma to the city. But we came down on Friday to see Accept. Oh, nice. And we're at an Accept show, and I go up to James, and uh, well, at first I went up to Kirk and go, Man, you shred. And he's like, Shred, I don't even cook. And I'm like, Oh, great. <laughs> and like, totally making me feel like an idiot. And I, you know, we had brand new jackets and the whole deal (laughs) brand new patches and we go up to james and uh, i go to him hey my buddies are going to start a band what should we call him and he looked at us and goes almost and that but I was so bummed and I wish that story ended with and then I never listened to Metallica yeah. again, but. so almost is like you guys almost yeah could be in a band. posers yeah yeah so, what, a, what a great 80s metal word poser, poser. Yeah. if you were yeah. a poser back then yeah. you were the biggest wimp ever right but then we had their records before they were on Electra so like ultimately we weren't posers we were fans but we just weren't they cool were fans we were dorks on you. they yeah, were just yeah, insulting yeah. you for being yeah, their yeah. fans right yeah right but then so so when that Ride the Lightning, I know I went to Santa Rosa Mall and got it and uh, loved it. And what I remember, I had the opposite of your guy. I had a guy who in my neighborhood was the metalhead who would shit on anything you liked. <laughs> like Raven was cool. Now they suck. And <laughs> gotcha. you read Forrester Rules and Riot. But that other guy, you know, that he was always that guy. <laughs> Mark Beals sucks. Yeah, yeah. He was a contrarian. Whatever metal you were into. Gotcha. He was in something more metal. Yeah. Like I wrote that song, More Metal Than You, about this kid Dylan. Right, 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 right. Yeah, uh, that was the two they did with Scott, with Scott Ian. Yeah, yes. yeah. Dylan and um, um, Rob Flynn, who also uh, made me feel not very metal one day. But we've worked that beef. Out, but, He's like uh, three foot tall too. You probably <laughs> yeah, step yeah. on him at this point. But this kid Dylan was like 
Metallica's already sold out. Like, Ride the Lightning sucks. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, how can you turn on a band like Two that that early? Yeah. But you, you you hear those stories. So, so you had Kill Em All first. Yes. Okay, so I... Didn't have the um, vinyl. I remember I had recorded it from my buddy okay. John. So I had it on cassette. So Rec- Ride yeah. the Lightning was the first thing where I actually paid for Metallica and had it in my hand. And like you said, looking at the cover, the cover's amazing. And what always stands out to me is how Cliff is raging on that back picture. Is, is, his mouth looks like a big, yeah, like, like yeah. a sucking fish. He's just like, oh. Yeah, and Cliff was like this god. But you know what's funny is, is Lars, I mentioned yeah. he did the show and he was sitting right where Frankie's sitting. He said that, like you just said, when when uh, Ryan Lightning came out, fade to black because mm-hmm. it had acoustic guitar or like mm-hmm. kind of, you know, not distortion. That what everyone said they sold, sold out. out. Yeah. That was so horrible. I love that song because of that. Like I, for me, it was like, oh wow, they're going in another direction, the and that's of it. why I like that record more than Master because you say the Master is its sister, or mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like uh, that Fade to Black is the precursor to uh, Sanitarium, Sanitarium, where it's kind of the same vibe. You know, yeah, almost, yeah, yeah you know? absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah. And I love Sanitarium. Sanitarium is a great But that's song when they started making song, their, but... their 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 leaps and bounds cuz I I got a, and we'll get to your story too yep. Frank but I I, I did a, I never do research for these things but I did go and look so Kill 'em All was July 25th 1983. That's, that's when, when they released. recorded it or that's released. When they released. Ride the Lightning July 27th 1984. Right. 1 year later. Yeah, Master so I was just out of high school. Just out of high school. Master was March third, nineteen eighty six, which was about a year and a half later. So look at the leaps and bounds that they basically did in two and a half years between July of eighty three and March of eighty six. Yeah, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. Right. You know that that's like that's next level, fate Beatles type uh, progression. And, and that's the same were. producer on all three, right? Or no, no, just on, uh, uh, yeah, on Ride the Lightning Fleming, and Master. Ride and Master was Fleming Rasmussen that they recorded right. those records in Denmark. Right. So, so Frankie, your first. Uh, okay, so. Um, and how old are you? I'm 39. Okay, so, so you're the, the baby. Yeah, the yeah I'm, I'm the baby, us. but I'm in that same. Uh, but so my like gateway band into like real heavy metal was Guns N' Roses. Okay. Because Guns N' Roses like '87. Uh, that was the biggest thing, and I was like yeah. in sixth grade, and that just yeah. that just captivated me, and I was just super into Guns N' Roses, like obsessed. Right. So uh, again, going back to the uh, the gurus or the guys that shit on everything. Um, <laughs> so I would wear I literally wore a Guns N' Roses shirt every day of the week. My uh-huh. sixth grade photo, I'm wearing tie dye pants and a Guns N' Roses shirt. Right. Huge fan. Um, so this kid, Phil Sanchez, noticed that I always wore Guns N' Roses stuff, and he goes like, "Hey, man." And he was kind of like, uh, he's kind of like, we called them Hessians. Yeah, he like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. California for headband. Yeah, right? yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's like I like, I like, I like heavy metal, but that guy's like a Hessian, which you know, guys that wear the dirty <laughs> denims. It's like, yeah. I, and he's so he comes up to me and like we were kind of pals, and he's like, so you like Guns N' Roses? And I go, oh yeah, they're awesome. And he goes, you'll love this. And he hands me a recorded cassette of And Justice for All. Oh, okay. By Metallica. And he's a band called Metallica. He's like, they kick Guns N' Roses' ass. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I went and, uh, and before this, you know, I was I was exposed to Beatles and Stones and, and like Frank Zappa from my father. Sure. So I put All this in. All great stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you know, just different rock vibe. and roll. Mm-hmm. I put this in and it blackened comes on and it just blew my mind. I was just like, it almost borderline scared me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So then, you know, diving into what's Metallica all about and then asking questions and people uh, like older, like 
brothers of friends would be like, oh, if you want to listen to Metallica, you have to listen to Master Puppets. That's and pointed me in that direction. So I kind of then backtracked, and then, you know, soon thereafter, uh, Black Elm came out, so I was kind of in the middle of it. But So I found so, it through And Justice for All. So when you went back to Ride and Master, did you find that better than Justice? Did it? Did it... I like Ride and, Ride and Master better than better Justice. Than I Justice. love And Justice yeah. for All, but I like Ride and Master just... It, because it's interesting, you started in Backtrack, and we kind of came in, like, I only had to backtrack to kill them all after right. Ride Lightning, but to see the progression of the band as they went further and further, you, like you said, you could just see... And I was with them, like, 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 there were the Dylans that would, like, you know, then when Justice came out, I had guys I worked with at the record store, like, nah, now they really sold out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, these nine-minute songs are selling yeah, out. Yeah. See, but for, I love Justice. I, I like that record a lot. To, to me, the tipping point was the Black Album. I even like some of the Black Record. I love Black it now. Album, yeah, yeah. At the time, I hated it because of, oh, yeah, they sold, sold out. out yeah. Where's yeah. my eight-minute Metallica song? Right. I was working yeah. in a record store when that came out, and that, like, was the hugest thing. The biggest like, thing we ever. did the Midnight Sale, and, like, right. we, I was working at a tower. Oh. Oh, the classic tower yeah huh? yeah we had a crazy line for the black album and that was the yeah me you know by that time i was in my 20s so i was like posers you know, <laughs> the posers these kids like, almost new metallica yeah <laughs> so when you were but i still like that record and went and, you know when you, but you grew up in the bay area did, yeah. did, and you saw metallica early on did you see them quite often or did they take off and were gone pretty quickly? uh they took off pretty quickly but i still saw some great shows and mm. like when that album came out they did this thing in a phoenix theater in penaluma where they played two nights uh and it was just like old school set and like hardly anything off that black album but just, yeah, that's yeah. still one of my favorite shows that i've ever gotten to see because kind of it was Metallica. a smaller gotcha. yeah because i missed them when they played with raven like i knew about these shows but like i live 45 minutes away and how are you gonna get there yeah get school the next single day mom it was pretty strict and, yeah and uh so yeah, I missed out on like I didn't get to see Kiss with the makeup in the original run. Oh, okay. Like and my friends went and you know, so I missed out on a lot <laughs> of shows. Though, dude. But You're... once I was driving, I was going to every show I could. Right. But, Especially uh, in that Yeah, area. so I missed Kill 'em All for One and I missed uh the Dan the Green with uh the, classic? the first Dan oh, the yeah. Green. I saw the second Dan the Green. The first was with yeah. Cliff though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, famous, yeah. famous video from, 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 from the, the Bell Tolls. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Chris Jericho inviting you to the first ever rock and wrestling rager at sea. Picture this rock and roll, wrestling, comedy, live podcasting, all on the open ocean from October 27th to the 31st, 2018, from Miami to Nassau. I'm bringing Hall of Fame wrestlers, some of the greatest rock and roll bands on the planet, and putting the first wrestling ring on a cruise ship ever. Don't be a stupid idiot. Make the list. Check us out at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Talk is talk is talk is Jericho. So let's go through some of the, the records here, because when I said that they're sister albums, the lineup of songs mirror each other. Yeah, almost identical. They both start with mm -hmm. the crushing bruisers, with the nice little attempts to get with 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 fight fire with fire, and then of course battery. So um, thoughts about about either one of those tunes? Well, going 
song to song, I go battery. That's the tough Dude, thing. That's the thing, right? Battery is one of my all time favorites. Like, the, I'm in the, San Francisco and I have to listen to battery because right. that just reminds me of, you know, that. Now, I always want to know what yeah. does battery mean? Is it a battery inside of him, like a well, power source? Well, no, it's named after that street. That they hung out on. Oh, battery in San Francisco like is right off Park. the Broadway. No, it's Battery Street. It's oh. just this shitty little side street off of uh, Broadway, which was where the stone was and the Mabuhay and the rock. So oh. that's where those guys were hanging. In the, and it's, so that's like their club. Battery mm. is found in me. Like if you came from... Wow. That area. Because right? I was wondering. Like, I'm almost positive that's but, what but, it is. See, the thing, it's yeah, it's yeah. one of those really cool lyrics where it could mean a bunch of different things. Because I was, you know, can yeah. I kill the family? The family, to me, that always meant San Francisco hardcore. The, like the, the, the guys. The fans, the guys. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Because I, yeah, yeah. I, like I said, is it is it a power source? Is it battery, like a salt and battery? Or is it the street? <laughs> I feel like I read early on that that's what he was talking okay. about. And I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> I remember reading something yeah. similar to that, too. Yeah, back yeah. buying one of those magazines about what the songs were about. Okay, so yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, battery. Street, this yeah, was yeah. So that's, so that's what you're saying. If, if you're going toe-to-toe battery and fight fire. Yes, and fight fires. I mean, that, that's That riff, still the first time I heard that, like going back to the vibe that you felt when yeah. you heard that, like... Like I said, I love Kill 'Em All, but when I heard that record and that they did start off, like you say, with the the harpsichord, yeah. which I was already into, like like the switch, like because I liked when accepted that with Fast as a Shark, Shark, where they played the sure, old school sure, sure, German sure. song and yeah. then scratch it, and like, <laughs> like that's over. This is the new. Yeah, thing. this is the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting if you listen to that and anybody who wants to check this out, go put on Fire, Fire with Fire, and right before it kicks in, there's this really tasty little bass riff where Cliff kind of mirrors the harpsichord. He goes like, ding, 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 oh ding, yeah, ding, yeah, ding, 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 and he can hear it in the back. You know, it's their very, playing got so much better between those records it, too it like, really I mean, did yeah, you know yeah. and, and it, people bag on Lars about being his drumming skills but he's, I, I mean nobody was favorites. nobody was playing like that no you know that's fast stuff yeah. down picking yeah. on Fight Fire with Fire it's oh just, yeah I was listening to it on the way here just yeah, still yeah, to this just day just yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what I liked about it too though is as, as you know having my high school band at the time you could play those songs they might not be perfect but you can go bounce 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 it's not Super intricate, sure, right? Which I liked. It's like Iron Maiden. Right. You could not play an Iron Maiden song, but you could pick up a Metallica song. Yep, fairly not easy, but it was easier, right? To sure. get not that you're playing it right. So, uh, a battery too, just <laughs> amazing tune to this day. You hear it live. That riff, like you said, the down picking on that riff. Oh yeah, uh, 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 the bass line during the solo is nuts in that song too. Just you know? both awesome songs, man. That's yeah, it's so going head to head. It's yeah, it's, yeah. Okay, so then the second song is is the title, title track, track. Yep. Uh-huh. on both, "Ride the Lightning," right. "Master Puppets." Once again, head to head, you gotta go master. You gotta go master, like, but it's pretty close though, yeah, right? It's really close. Ride the master just because, and just because that's such an iconic song. I mean, that's their most played song live, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, but God, the, the the intro to "Ride the Lightning." Just right. as, as if I was just listening to that just, on the way man, yeah, yeah, it's great, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So cool. And the thing I like about it is because it's not as as mainstream or as popular. When they do play it live, it's always like a bonus. Yeah, you know, because they play a lot of songs from Ride the Lightning live. They usually yeah. do three or four a night. But Master's almost the perfect Metallica. Song. I think so. Like it's, that might even be maybe the the, the most well written. Yeah. yeah. 
heavy metal. Like, what's Metallica? Here it is. Yeah. Yes. In eight minutes. Exactly. 36 seconds. Exactly. Back to Justice. I have a place for one. Like, as being, before, as being just the, the perfectly perfect Metallica written song. Metallica before song. I even saw the video and before I related to it that way, like, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. just like, that song tells the story, like, right. which was something that they were, you know, well, they were always kind of, I don't know if they did that too much on the first record. I feel like the first record is just songs about just being badass. You know well, what I mean? Like, like, heavy metal guys, not really telling yeah. stories. But are you talking about songs about war? Well, no, where they kind of start to like be, you know, uh, socially conscious. Yeah, yeah that yeah. too, and then kind of where the lyrics feel more. Re- I don't know about mm. something. If you know what I mean? I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking about one. We're talking about a guy right, with right. you know no arms, no right, legs, right. can't see or hear anything. Still but then, lawyer, but Master yeah. Puppet's a great thing, a great yeah, message sure. as well. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, the, the, the your master is drugs. drugs right. yeah. Chop your breakfast on a mirror. Once again, Lars saying that there was actually a guy that lived at the Metallica Mansion, wherever oh, the hell that I'm was. Sure, yeah. That used to just yeah, wake yeah, up yeah, and yeah. chop his breakfast on a mirror and what's up today, dudes? Yeah. yeah. So you know you could get that kind of that life stuff that started coming out there, but I mean. The thing about Ride the Lightning for me is is this is when, you know, I played bass in high school and I sang as well because no one else would sing. And it's hard to sing and play. So most of my bass parts would just be like Tom Array, like dun 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 dun. <laughs> Try and sing and play bound and down dun 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 down and guilty as charged because <laughs> it's dan 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 It's two separate dynamic your brain hits. to do both those things is almost it's impossible. really hard yeah, yeah. you know and what was james at the time 21 years old that's another thing that's old. astonishing is when, yeah. when you look back and you look how young these guys were they when they composed kids. these masterpieces yeah. like look at master puppets and like what were they 24 not even dude 22 right like that makes me feel every time i look at that that makes me feel so piss poor about myself like, <laughs> yeah. like i've done nothing they wrote master puppets when they were 23 i could play iron man when i was yeah. 12 you know? like i fall down for a living these guys wrote master puppets when they were 23 that's what like, i said to quick segue is that robert trujillo's son is going to play that tour with corn did you hear about this oh no so ty is 12 years old yeah i've he's, seen that kid around he's going to be in corn for this South American tour they're doing. That's crazy. I thought that was a joke when I first read it, but then I read the, the kid is. A, I was talking to Rob about it, and he, the kid is a monster, and that's what I said. When I was 12, uh-huh. I could play Smoke on the Water, Iron Man, and the theme for Peter Gunn. Yeah. Dun, 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 and I would lose yeah. it. That, yep. And this guy's playing corn stuff. So I watched that's a clip nuts. of his band, The Helmets. The Helmets, yeah. And uh, wow. do they shred? They were they, really they're good, great, man. They're great, man. But So you're talking about the shredding abilities of Metallica. Uh, and once again, too, I think Metallica just to bring this up now, has 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 had the greatest bass players with the, I'm not going to say worst bass production, but you can never, except for the Black Album, you can never really hear what the bass player is doing. Mm-hmm. I think, really, on those Cliff records, you don't think so? He's lurking in the background. He's he, I always... Right. I always equate him as like, like, a, like a really big... Uh, like like whale or sea creature that's under the water lurking and it comes up from time to time but a lot of times you don't hear it because he uses a lot of distortion on his right. bass I feel like they let him shine on the instrumentals on they each do. record yeah. though like, but yeah. if you want to listen to listen to Cliff Burton bass tracks on YouTube with just bass right. and drums right you hear a lot of stuff that you don't hear on the record. But he's all over Orion and, you know. He is, but, but you're talking about Ride the Lightning, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's blending in with the rhythm guitar, but there's a lot right. of intricate shit. But because he, he has that distortion going on. I've done that. James. just recently listened to isolated bass tracks from yeah. Ride the Lightning just to try to figure out parts because I 
play bass, and uh, it's just like what? Yeah, yeah like yeah. I didn't even hear What's that. Dude, I never heard that. I can't believe it's this distorted. That's like, what there's so right? much overdrive on it. Yeah, he had that Lemmy mm-hmm. distorted that, bass going yeah. on, and plus with the wah on it, yep. <laughs> it was a whole bunch of weird shit yep. going on. So it's awesome though. That's what made him Cliff. You know, yeah, like, just... what a, what a great player and a great you know the uh, perfect part like a uh, the leader of the band almost musically at that point in time, yeah, and, right? And this is you know the reason these two albums I think are you know where they are in thrash metal and metallica history is because of cliff's contributions you know because he was that, taking yeah. them in that yes. direction i mean obviously kill them all is what it was it was you know their demos and the stuff they wrote with dave but you know they matured like you said so quickly mm. as songwriters and performers and a lot of that is because of cliff's Cliff influence was teaching I mean, them about melody sure. and about mm-hmm. harmony and, yep. and and song structure and all that sort of thing it definitely shows because these two are the, the two best metallica and, and you can hear it you guys, Brian? No, no, no. I'm just you can hear it in the third uh, tracks, and this one's easier on the ride side, From the Bell Tolls versus The Thing That Should Not Be. Right. Both great songs, but I mean, From the Bell Tolls. Yeah, I would I mean, go with that's, that for that's sure. That's no-brainer, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, but the classic Cliff Burton bass solo at the beginning. Uh, uh, From the Bell Tolls, A Thing That Should Not Be is so heavy, though. Yeah, it's, it's really so heavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I love the uh, reappearance of Cthulhu on, on uh, Hardwired. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they oh, brought him. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. comes back again. It's like a uh, dream no more. Yep, Cthulhu right. is way yeah, in. Right, yeah. But that's another thing. Like you would never really hear much about Cthulhu in a Motley Crue no, song. No, I know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's one of the things. I, two of my favorite bands, Metallica and Maiden. Well, and also Anthrax, where, where they would bring in literary references. A lot of Stephen and, King. As a dork who read a lot, like, yeah. I was like, oh wow, these guys. I love that they would bring yeah, the Stephen yeah, King yeah, stuff yeah. in. You know, yeah. I'd always try and write my own Stephen King theme songs uh, because of Anthrax. <laughs> Yeah, you know, right, right. I did one called Stranded that was based on uh, Survivor type, where the guy has to eat his own hand to survive on the island. He's stuck on a desert island. All right. So I wrote a song called Stranded that was about that. <laughs> Does this exist anywhere? Can we... uh, there's probably a really <laughs> bad it? demo of it somewhere. Where I'm singing and playing yeah, out of tune and out of time. But um, but yeah. So 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 the, the, the third. Okay, so we were giving it to For Whom the Bell Tolls. Yeah, For yes. Whom the Bell Tolls. Right. And, um, Are there weak tracks on it? Because I was trying to think like. Escape is like the weak track on that's Ride the, the Lightning, and it's not a weak track. I, that's the I, joke. Right? That's the joke. The, the song that they that even they don't like. That even James. But I, like, but yeah. I like it. I like it too. And we'll get to that. There's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Sorry, it's, no, that's all right. But ahead, I, I yeah. agree. But there's I was no, trying to think. There's no. There's no either record has no. a. There's, yeah. a track where you go, nah, I don't need to hear that right now. Right. No, you know? but but here's the, once again though, we we started with the Thrasher, then we did the title track, then we did the mid tempo, right? Heavy. Oh line, yeah, yeah, it is right? the same vibe. Yeah, yep. and then, now we've got kind of the, the starts as a ballad, gets yeah, heavy yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah. In fade to black and sanitarium. No, this that one's hard. That is so hard. Those are both two of my favorite songs in life. Like, yeah, you sure. know, for the same reason because I like the vibe that both of them, you know. I'm going to have to go with Fade to Black. I'm going to go Fade to Black. Are you going to Fade to Black? Yeah. Frankie? I'm going to keep with the trend, Fade to Black. Yeah. So, because it's their first and arguably their best ballad, quote unquote. Right, right, right. You know, that was, the, there was their first sellout song. <laughs> right, um, You right. know, that's the first time they sold out. You know, they've sold out 50 <laughs> yeah. times since then. But uh, yeah, right. that was it. And it was just, you know, I, I kind of wish I could go back in time and just have listened to that album when it came out just to, you know, experience it. But it's just such a... And the lyrical content is so, you know... It, I'm actually it, pulling up the lyrics right now. Oh, okay, yeah. Some great lyrics in there. But even so, like, like the, the, the harmony part at the end, mm-hmm. that's one thing I always loved about Metallica 
is they have such great harmony parts that you right. never really think about. Like there's that one in Master and there's the one in Fade to Black where it's real intricate Maiden-esque. Oh, yeah, I know exactly the part. Yeah. But not every song. In yeah. certain parts, they'll put it in there and it's just like it really, really hits you. Yeah, it's the dynamics in Fade to Black when it kicks in. Yeah, it's when just, I was wow. listening to Riding the Lightning, uh, the title that song, Today there was a main moment where I was like, "In oh, Red Lightning, yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. 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 I always loved "Death Greets Me Warm." Now it'll just say goodbye. Yeah. I mean, that was a good one, and the way he sings, uh, "Emptiness is filling me," to the point of agony. Yep. I always love that. Agony. Yep. yep. But as a teenager too, like for me, I. I grabbed onto that song because it was like this feeling that you can't, you know, like even if you, he's not being super specific, there's like this vague kind sure. of, ah, oh man, you know, life kind of sucks. And, yeah, and getting picked on and yeah, yeah, yeah kind of not figuring things out and, and and being depressed or whatever. Not that I was a depressed kid. No, no, but you have but those there was feelings. Something, yeah, yeah, when you're kind of grappling with these weird, yeah. you're like, Metallica gets me. You yeah, know, it's yeah, like right. the same reason like Subdivisions is one of my all-time favorite things where it's like these older guys totally got what, and Metallica wasn't much older than me. Metallica was like by one or two years older than me. But, but that's such a but great. Like Rush doing subdivisions was a thing in high school where it was like, oh, these guys know they're up in Toronto and they totally know what it's like at my high school. It'd be cool yeah. or be cast out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know you what know? I mean. It was that kind of vibe. And I like, I like the vibe that we were talking about the Metallica lyrics because once again, I was my big things was made in Metallica. Those are always my one and two, and to a lesser extent, Kiss. But Kiss was all about sex. And Maiden was all about history, mm-hmm. and you could learn real yeah. things about, you know, the Samuel Wars Taylor College. You're a big Van Halen Wars. guy, too, right? But, yeah, but, Van Halen but, was just partying. Partying, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but even at that time, Van Halen, like you're talking about 8045, Roth had just left, and they right. started getting keyboardy, so I liked them, yeah. but it wasn't the same. No, no. But then Metallica yeah. came in, and those were lyrics that spoke to me, and, and the you said the teenage angst. Right. And the feeling, I remember the first time I met James, uh, I th- thanks for the music, man, and thanks for your lyrics. You helped yeah. me through. I almost started crying. I was 39 years old. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the... Like, I just, yeah, there yeah, he is. I that, that's him. Yeah, I knew yeah. Lars, and Lars is cool. And Lars right. is Lars, but James, that's the guy. Yeah, for sure. lyrics for this his, song. Right, yeah. his yeah, lyrics. He spoke to yeah. you. Yeah, and his... Yeah, his, yeah, his, yeah. his up uh, upbringing yeah. with his mom dying of you know christian science yeah, cancer right, right. and his dad yeah, and like yeah. my parents were divorced you said you had a single mom yeah, yeah i don't know what your situation was frankie but you could feel whatever sure. situation you were in metallica was there for you yeah for yeah for sure and they uh, i know they've gotten accused in the past of that song being about suicide but i know i've also read that like you know, that's one of the most common things they get is people coming up to them thanking them for that song because right. that kind because of, in a way, didn't. talked yeah. them out of it. Sure, you know, it's sure. Just, yeah. And that, that's, I mean, you know, music is music, but that's pretty damn powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you can yeah, yeah. sit and listen to your favorite band, you know, talk you out of a of, yeah, of a man. feeling, you know, that, that you maybe don't don't matter as much as you do. That's that's powerful you, stuff. You could, like you said, you know, you, it brings you to tears when you, right, you meet the person right. that wrote it. You know, you could put on Fade to Black, and to an extent, oh, Sanitarium is like that too. There's some great lyrics in there, but it's more of like you know the crazy guy in the asylum. But yeah. you could put those songs on, and even if you're in a really bad mood, and even though the lyrics might seem depressing on the surface. You feel them. It would make you, it would uplift you, you know? Yep. Like, I, I always love that. Uh, kill is such a friendly word. Yep. You know, I got some death to do. Like, I'm not going to kill right, anybody, right. but I want to punch it made you something. not feel alone or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's the biggest thing for me. You know? It's like, yeah. Especially in this time frame, too. And it, it might have right. been a little bit different, Frankie, when you got into Metallica. But for, for us, if you met another Metallica fan in 86, 87, it was kind of like a, a rare thing. Like, you're like, right, Metallica, right. Oh, hey, dude, what's up, you yeah. know? 
one of my best friends I still to this day am friends with. I met him because we were walking across uh, a park in, in, in Canada. I was walking, in Winnipeg. I was walking home and he was walking home. We walked past each other and there was two of them and two of us and he had a Metallica Master Puppet shirt on. Hmm. And I said, you like Metallica? He, no, actually, I had a Master Puppet. He goes, do you like Metallica? I said, yeah. He goes, let's drink. Said, cool. <laughs> nice. We're friends, right? <laughs> All it took was a t-shirt. That man. was yeah, it. That was it. Yeah. But you know, it was the same. Was that the same for yeah, you? Yeah. Well, yeah. My two life friends from high school. Or, yeah. It was Metallica. It was the Bond. Well, Maiden and Metallica. Yeah. Those, those were the two are the big two. ones. Same with you, Frankie? Yeah. Like, same thing. Like One of my best friends to this day, like if we do anything Metallica related, if it's going to a concert or going to see the movie or whatever, he's always with me. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. and we we stay in touch, but it doesn't matter. Like if we don't talk for a couple of years, we'll pick up the phone. And like, again, it's you're bonded. Yeah. You know, you remember I went to my first Metallica concert in '94 with this guy, and you know I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go see him in July with this guy. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, yeah. it's just cool. Are you gonna go to that? Well, nah, yeah, I yeah. haven't made plans yet. But my the guy I'm thinking of, uh, he lives in Phoenix, and when Metallica played the Fonda around Christmas, they did right before the record. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, it came out. They did a one off at the Fonda. It was like a small theater yeah. here in town. Oh, and yeah. I called him two days before, and I was like, I think I can get tickets. He's like, let me know as soon as you know. And then I you know, confirmed it, and yep. he drove out. And like, he's always, you know, to we'll be the, always Did you get tickets yeah. to the band? Are you friends with them or if they're management? I or? bugged Hammett, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know, so <laughs> yeah, now, now yeah, here we yeah. are. And so you know Kirk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he, is he like your best of the, yeah, contact absolutely. or friend in the band? Yeah, and I've known Robert for a while, too. Right. You know, that's why it's a trip to hear about his little boy playing. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. I've seen that kid jumping in <laughs> yeah. like a, a trampoline over at Scott Ian's house <laughs> right. like, just a couple of years ago. <laughs> that's name, crazy. Name jumper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but you know what I mean? Yeah. How about you, Frank? You ever met anybody in Metallica? I, I actually have. I um, uh, In 2004, they were uh, touring for the... Um, what was that it? would be St. Anger? Yeah, St. Mm -hmm. Anger with Godsmack. And uh, this is when I was in TNA, when TNA first started going to Orlando. Mm. And Raven, of all people, got... Uh, not the band. The... Raven, yeah. Not, <laughs> I Raven, knew not who the band. you meant. I had to say that. Raven, yeah. Scott Levy. wrestling and yeah. metal. Thank so. control! Yeah, Scott yeah, yeah. Levy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got tickets. Anyways, he was he was able to get us tickets through Dale Torborg, who played the Demon right, Kiss. Right, right, right. Uh, and so myself, Matt Bentley, and Johnny Devine went, and Raven didn't want to go for some reason. <laughs> yeah, you guys go. So we went, and we were able to get backstage. And... Um, we were able to meet Kirk and Rob, mm -hmm. and they actually sat and talked and like chatted, chatted us up and were super cool. Yeah, James was like, uh, I think they said he was under the weather and he walked by real quick. But like James is the one I always wanted to yeah, you know, yeah, meet, yeah. and uh, Lars we didn't meet. And then several years later, I uh, my buddy Chris at Retro Rex uh, Studios had Kirk at his booth and brought me over and I got a book and chatted with him for a little bit. So That's I can't cool. say I'm friends with any of them, but, but I have met, met them. them. Yeah. And it's one of those cool things. Like those are my heroes and I met them and they were rad. Yeah, and they were crazy. super yeah. cool, man. You know, we, we've done a, a couple, not tours, but we did a, a tour called Soundwave in Australia, mm -hmm. which was a stadium tour. There's about, about 20 bands on it and you would go from stadium to stadium throughout, throughout Australia. There was six shows and Metallica was the headliner. So, um, the first night we show up, they they had a party for everybody, like a pre-tour barbecue. And I, I always remember, like, you know, everybody would go. We got all the tour managers got invitations, and you they, they bust everybody out to the stadium where they had a big spread. I remember my uh, our drummer was like, there's no way Metallica's going to be here. Like, as if James is going to be greeting guys as you come off the bus. And we pull up, and... There's James greeting guys off the bus, and Lars is there, and so cool. everybody was there. His band attendance was mandatory, and everybody, like, there's a lot of baby bands, and they were just so freaked out to be around Metallica. 
and Lars had uh, he was he he was he knew some people's names and I've known Lars for a while and I was like what's how do you know these guys' names? He's like he got uh, his assistant to put together a book of all the bands and pictures of them and their names and he looked through it for a couple of days just to maybe familiarize himself. With with some of them, it's pretty cool. That's, that's cool, pretty man. cool, right? How many people would do that? <laughs> that's yeah. what I mean. Go out of their way to Hardly like you any. know, and exactly. that's especially at that level. At that sure. level, yeah. and to have a party with, and then dude, this yeah. is fanboy central. They're coming oh, up, yeah. they go, Lars, I'm good. And I was like, that's pretty classy. Like that's that's some cool shit. That's you know? cool to hear because it's always seemed like they're cool to younger bands. Right. Like when they were taking the sword out a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, it was like, wow, how'd they even know about the sword? Yeah, like, but Lars was, was a big fan. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty yeah, I, mean, awesome. I saw them with Days of the New. They took them out right. when they were super young. Yeah, just young men. So they got some yeah, class. Caius, too, they took out yeah. in there. Even 90s, right now, so, um, yeah, they're yeah. taking out... Uh, Besides Volbeat, they're taking out some band in, in uh, Europe, Kavur, talk Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Some Norwegian. I, I wouldn't even try Viking. That yeah. <laughs> we love beer, exactly band, whatever the hell they are. But, yeah. but they've always had that vibe. So so let's get back to so side two yep. of Ride versus yep. Master, starting with another out-of-the-gate kick-ass thrasher in uh, Trapped Under Ice versus Disposable Heroes. I'd go trapped under eyes. Wow! Well, yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, and, um, okay. That's my record. So that's yeah, right. and I love disposable. Dis- I got I got to go disposable. I for get me. it for me. I yeah. go disposable just based on lyrical content, just because the yeah. you know that's when they really first started taking that turn towards you know uh, 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 awareness or exactly for sure political back to the front. Exactly. You will yep. do what I say. Uh, yeah, when I say back to the front. Yep. Predecessor to one. To for one. Sure. Yeah. 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 James sings a lot about war, even to this yeah. day, and just right. the horrors of Bread war. Bread to kill, not to care. Like, oh, what a line, you know, like. Left alone with only friend, alone yeah. I clench my gun. Like, yeah. oh, it's deep stuff. He's 22 years old. Yeah. What's no, wrong with you? I know. You? It's it's so hard to pick, though. I know. Yeah. But then again, Trapped Under Ice, like, yeah. what a, like, the worst death. Yeah. And yes. what a great visual, you know? Yep. Uh, amazing guitar solo at the beginning of that from Kirk. It's the way he yells, freeze in! Like, yeah. It's awesome. really paints you know, a picture. Like, yeah. 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 It, it, they played that. Have you seen them play that live? I feel like I had to. I, yeah, I saw that. They played it once or twice last tour and I had to catch it. It's not one of the it. ones that got, yeah. I mean, you got to think too for Lars. Like, that's a right. hard, that's a fast one to play. Did they play that in Antarctica when they played there? They had it. <laughs> <laughs> they had better it. Have they had to. to. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's another thing, like, uh, like Lars's swing on Master is, is 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 much better. It's not as much balls to the wall like right. Like like, like the disposable heroes like bow on Why am I dying? That beat is very not funky, but you know a lot of musical maturity there. Right. And great bass playing from Cliff on uh, Disposable. Oh yeah. Lots of little little nubbins. Are we getting into this? Are we gonna are we gonna pick uh, which album art is better? Because they both uh, those are two of the most let's, iconic. Let's do, absolutely. Let's uh, do it now. I mean, album covers in thrash in metal. Period. I think. What do you think, Brian? I go lightning. Lightning. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, mean, I, I think Master's more iconic. Um, but if I was going to pick one to put up as a poster on my wall, I would choose Ride as well. It's more kick ass. It's more kick ass and more metal. And the colors, <laughs> yeah. the blue. I like the blue, blue and purple. Yeah. The electric yeah, yeah. blue. I like lightning too. Yeah. Just that that electric chair. It's just so cool looking. It's. It, it, did you see the? Um, uh, what was the movie called? Uh, through the Never. Did you see Through the Never? Yeah, yeah. 
when they bring the electric chair prop down, it wasn't yeah. quite as cool as a prop. <laughs> <laughs> With like the, like the, whatever you call those, like the, the lightning coils. Thing. Yeah, Tesla yeah, coils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so tough because Master's such an iconic cover too. Oh, yeah. Well, and even because yeah. when they did the tour with Ozzy with the stage set of like the actual crosses, you could right. build that. Uh, it yeah, looked yeah. cool. Yep. I also loved Master a couple of the little details. One, the army helmet on, on, on the dog tags. Yeah. And then in the background, there's a there's eyes with the, with the puppet strings, oh, the strings right, right, leading right, to the crosses. Yeah. You can see like eyes in the right. sky. You have to really look at it's it. It's a very to, yeah. like so like that's a little yeah. bit of real ethereal, yeah. you know, superpower, supernatural shit going on there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. And then let's look at the how about the band pictures on uh, on Master <laughs> Puppets. Where they have all the noodles and they're just drinking. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like, like filthy bottles. Just looks, right. That like, was their house. They just looks to like really place. push alcoholica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the beginning. But of James it. looked so cool in that. I remember he had the ripped up jeans and the long blonde hair. Yeah, they were living the life. Like, yeah, they were the, young. The, the, and, yeah, they were young and <laughs> drinking and you know all that sort of stuff. And I think too, there's a great photo shoot from the Master uh, era where they're out in the snow. Remember oh, that one? right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They've all got like kind of like exactly leather jackets, scarves, but they're out in the snow. It must have been in Denmark when oh, they were making yeah. the record. I feel like that was the first time album where you started seeing them drinking imports. Mm. Like they always had import beers, and you're like, oh, wow, they're drinking the fancy yeah, stuff. They're not, making money. They're making <laughs> yeah, yeah. money now. They're not Schaefer or, or <laughs> yeah, Black yeah, Label. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't yeah. Uh, PBR anymore. Yeah, yeah. Or Ribbon or whatever. For four years of my life, I drank nothing but Coors Light. When James was going through his Coors Light Coors phase, Light phase yes. Coors Light in the cans, old, only simply because James James did the old pop tops. Yeah, never like gotta drink a bunch of them. But yeah. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> that was funny. Though. Remember the the alcoholica? That was the oh, big yeah. name. Yeah, for, them. for sure. And I remember one time James had a shirt on that said. Uh, it wasn't mothers against drunk driving. It was damn drunks against drunks against mad mothers. Yeah. Like what a horrible thing, right? Like, right. like just like think about like now that we're all you yeah, know adults no, with I mean, kids. It's yeah. just like what a what a bunch of punks, right? Yeah, you know. But that was what they were. They were known for that. Sure, for you sure. Know, being the 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 rebellious teenagers, you yeah, know, unapologetic, going, man. unapologetic. Smirnoff. Yes, Smirnoff. What's a Smirnoff? It's just the nastiest. Worst. <laughs> yeah. There was Smirnoff and Jagermeister. Yeah. They were oh. always drinking that shit. I remember yeah. like, like you said, okay, I got to try and drink, yeah. drink Jagermeister and take a sip of that. And I still to this day, it makes me want to throw up all over the place. It. Yeah. It's, I can't even and smell we it. thought we were high end drinking Stoli, but like <laughs> it is compared to Smirnoff. <laughs> it is. Smirnoff is right. Nasty. <laughs> um, and so then after that is uh, okay. So then you got the 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 possible stinker, as you said, the, the one that but, people, and it's not. But it's yeah. not. But it's <laughs> Escape versus uh, uh, Leper Messiah. Yeah, uh, I go Leper Messiah on that. I and I and I like Escape, but I, it's the weak link. But Leper Messiah is not a weak link. It's, might, is there a weak link on Master? No, no, no. There is. I, I might. Uh, and Escape. It's. I hate even calling it that. But I like, if go, you're comparing eight songs, sure, it's number eight. I might go with with Escape on that, and I have some. some oh, really? Some reasons yeah. for it. What about you? I. Okay, I think Leopard Messiah is the better song. My favorite of two is is Escape. The riff is killer. And because I love that the uh, the breakdown part. Uh, blunt, don't, blunt, uh, blunt, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I love, like, it's I really love that. Yeah, so once heavy. again, going back to the teenage angst, Le- Leper Messiah is a great tune. Just anything that's got a little bit of a bass soul on it, you know, right. I'm gonna love it. But I love the lyrics from Escape. Uh, there's a couple that sound to, to, to me this day. That I know I'm my own best friend. Right. I always love that. I'm an only child. Yeah. Uh, yeah me too. Yeah, you yeah, too. Yeah. And, it's, uh, and sometimes I would feel that I'm my own best friend. 
Life's for my own to live my own way. Yeah, no, I know. Right? It's like, a great song. Yeah. That, that to me was like, life's for my own to live my own. There with the sirens. I was Whee! just playing it as I was driving here because yeah. I was like, well, this is the weak link, but it's so great. It's, right. It means a lot to me still. Yeah, I, and yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's funny because when they did uh, uh, Ride the Lightning in its entirety at the Orion Festival a couple of years ago, oh, it was yeah. always the big thing. James oh, had right. never played Escape. He hated it. And the reason is because that was, they were told, you know, the typical story. Did you story. go to that? I did not go to uh, that. Yeah, I, I was in the... Orlando performing stand-up, and I remember I, mean, I was watching it streaming when I wasn't on stage, and I was so bummed I couldn't be there. I went the next night when they did the Black Album, oh, wow. yeah, which was great, but I wanted to see the, the ride. But the one about it was that, I guess, I'm not sure if this is correct, Metallica uh, nerds, please tell me, super fans, that they were told to write something accessible by, mm, you know, Roadrunner or whoever it was, a Bonsai in Canada, Bonsai Records, Megaforce. And that was kind of what they came up with, a little bit more of an accessible thing. Mm. And the reason why it, it could work is because I had a bunch of friends that hated Metallica. Because you got to figure 1985 was all about you know, Rat, Motley sure. Crue, those type of bands, yep. Twisted Sister. Yeah. Some of them great bands in their own right, but Metallica stood out like sore thumbs. Mm -hmm. And they refused to listen to Metallica. So there was a guy called Drew Jones, not to be confused with Brad Adubiak. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and I said, I got, a, I got the new Rat demo to play for you. My cousin uh, lives in L.A. sent me the new Rat demo. It's got Robin Crosby singing. And I played him Escape. <laughs> That's brilliant, man. <laughs> he loved it. He goes, this is great. I go, you love it? He goes, great. Yeah. Robin Crosby's singing for Rat. I love this. I go, yeah, it's Metallica. Yeah. Ah, you like Metallica? That's so awesome. So I always liked that, my little the scam about it, you know? Right. So that meant something to me sure. as well, right? <laughs> but finally, so James did not like that song because of the accessible, and then they finally played it live and kind of huh. got the monkey. Wasn't there the like back. the build up before they played it? Didn't he go like, okay, <laughs> okay, we're going to do it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, all right. I love that riff, though. It's all a great riff. Yeah, and you, that breakdown you were saying. Yeah, you know, no, and once again, in, in 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 the middle of all these really heavy, thrashy songs on that album, it's a good, it's a nice little break. It's a yeah. mid-tempo mm -hmm. break. It's kind of a cruising type of a tune. So, right. you know, I, I gotta, I gotta. And that chorus is really like you were saying, yeah, it's super memorable. Own, yeah, my yeah, own way. yeah. You know, feel no pain, but my life ain't easy. It's I know my own day. best. Yeah, friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think the lyrics, I'm my own best friend. I'm my own best friend. <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. I'm my own best friend. Uh, and then we get the, uh, the, the the battle of the instrumentals, uh, even though they're out of sequence because right. Orion yeah. is track seven and Cthulhu is track eight. Right. But for creative licensing, I'm going to we'll put flip them, them flip All them, right. right? Yeah. We'll put them both together. So it'd be Orion versus Cthulhu. Frankie? Uh, for me, it's Orion simply because I play bass guitar. And when I first picked up the instrument, um, that middle part was one of the absolute first things I wanted to learn. Blue, doo, doo, can doo, you play doo, it? Oh, God, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I can pretty much play the whole the whole song, not nearly at the expertise <laughs> yeah, of what... Right, 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 but right. that just that middle breakdown part, was just, it, there's just something about it. Because there's so much dynamics in that there's song. There's also a great solo after that part with the... With the distorted... The, it sounds like guitar. I thought that was guitar for yeah, you. Yeah, it took a while to figure out which solo was clips, right? And uh, and Cthulhu is a, is just such a like that part space spook, yeah and, and the Orion thing you just did <laughs> yeah yes. wow, wow really it took me years to figure oh, wow. it out and then it's a harmony part so that's all bass which which you don't know but in the liner notes it does say solo Hetfield solo Burton solo right, Hammett right wow. you know Cthulhu is such a like 
eerie spooky that those, the first couple notes is so cool but I just Orion is got a very special place in my heart for that reason for that reason to learn yeah. That. yeah what do you think Brian they're both tough again yeah, yeah, but yeah. Cthulhu yeah Cthulhu yeah, yeah. it's uh, I, and once again there's another that's the third appearance or the third of three appearances of Cthulhu right yeah. tied into right. Metallica would would you like better about that? The vi- just the mood, yeah, I mm. think. And I, I love Orion, and I love when it came out, but that was the first time I felt that was when I heard Cthulhu, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're comparing tracks, I'm going to go the, that one. Because, yeah. once again, it does say, because um, I'd always heard about this bass solo on the Metallica albums, and Ride the Lightning was the one I had first. Right. And it says in the liner notes, again, lead bass by Cliff Burton on Cthulhu, yeah. but he's so... F- not far down in the mix, but it's very distorted. Like you said, you didn't even know. Right. So you can hear it throughout. But I was like, where's this bass solo? Yeah. Where is it? They were talking about anesthesia, which was right. on the first. Yeah, but yeah. there are some tasty riffs in Cthulhu, Cthulhu's, for sure. Uh, I was just listening to it yesterday. And um, the ending is so cool. Because I remember I looked and I was like, the song's almost over. And I looked at, at my iPod and there's like two minutes and four right, seconds right. left. Because the ending is so long bow, and drawn. Bow, exactly. Bow, bow. Which is cool. Bow, bow, yeah, exactly. Right, right. Like, that's just so cool, man. It's, like, they it's just, epic. Yeah, sure. Yeah, very yeah, epic. Good yeah. word, yeah. You, you, there's certain songs, like I always think of, uh, of Hotel California, On a Dark Desert Highway, Cool Wind in My Hair. You can feel that as right. you hear it. Cthulhu... It feels like there's a monster, whatever mm-hmm. Cthulhu is, oh, from right. the sea or from, from the depths of hell. Right. You could... Dun, 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 and dun, the headphones in your room looking at the album yeah. and going, what is this thing? Well, yeah, exactly. and then, but, you know, and knowing you know, that it was a Lovecraft or Lovecraft. Well, Lovecraft, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another thing, too, uh, that I forgot to bring up before, Nothing Which Eternal Die, Stranger Eons, Death May Die, from yeah. Thing That Should Not Be, mm-hmm. it's also on the gravestone... Uh, on live after death, by Maiden or Eddie's oh, right, coming right. out of the coming out of oh, the grave wow. on the gravestone, it says that exact quote. Huh. A little bit of a you know, Lovecraftian connection. That makes sense. There. Yeah. yeah. Um, Metallica just played China a couple months ago, and as uh, I'm sure you guys have heard, when you play China, there's certain lyrics you can't sing. Yeah. They won't la- oh, wow. allow you because they're very cool. communist. Uh-huh. So, you know, like Maiden couldn't play Power Slave because right. we're not slaves. Or I think Metallica couldn't play Master of Puppets. Oh, wow. So there was a bunch of holes in their set, and they played Cthulhu. Oh, cool. Just recently for the first time. You can watch it on YouTube. It's cool to watch them because you can tell that, like, I'm sure they hadn't rehearsed it a lot. And right. they're kind of all gathered in a circle watching, watching each, each other, other? Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is real cool, that is cool. band shit. Did you, you guys know? ever hear that? And I don't think it's a rumor. I, th- I thought it was confirmed that Lars almost had Getty Lee produce master of puppets really yeah oh my god <laughs> and Pussy's world just exploded. i don't i don't i, I want to say it's been confirmed i mean i'm, I'm, I'm gonna get heard something i'm gonna get that. shit on by all the huge i've Metallica never heard that but that's amazing i i, I, I want to say i read it a, a year or so ago and it blew my mind too it said uh lars was talking to getty lee about producing it and the only reason they didn't is because their schedules didn't coordinate huh. and i'm just like that's unbelievable imagine what that would have sounded like it was just like which record just, master Ma- i believe master oh yeah. wow we're looking up right now to get some yeah. And just to keep the conversation rolling as I look, another rumor that I heard, which I think might actually be true, is that Les Claypool tried out for Metallica. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, they that's, say that in Monster. Creeping All right, here we go. Getty Lee says he almost produced Metallica's Master of Puppets. Wow. All right, he has confirmed the longstanding rumor. It's sort of true. There was some discussion with Lars back in the day about working with them before Master 
Puppets came out. There was talk. I was friends with their management. I met Lars in England. I remember going to see them here in Toronto. That's when Cliff Burton was still around before the tragedy. Uh, It just never came together. I like their band a lot, but it never came together. I like Metallica. I've got respect for them, but you won't hear too much speed metal or death metal in my house. (laughs) So there was some talk, sure, but it never actually happened. Confirmed. (laughs) Old man, they're not death metal, but I know he's... Come on, Getty. Yeah. So somewhere in an alternate universe, post scenes head just exploded. I know. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, of or course, Trump the... didn't win, and, and yeah. Getty recorded another uh, master. Yeah. Hillary's the president. And yeah. Getty's on tour with Metallica. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the final, final, even though we've we've reversed the sequences a bit, but you're talking about Damage Incorporated versus Creeping Death. Oh. I mean, once again, I mean, all these songs are that is. The hardest thing. That's is that the hardest choice. One? Yeah, because yeah. those are two like really amazing records. Picking your children. Yeah, Sophie's yeah. choice of metal, right there. Yeah. Um, those are both like classics, oh, yeah. dude. I know, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, Damage Incorporated is less of a. I mean, well, they're both classics. But, but cre- creeping is like an anthem that they anthem, do yeah, what I'm, yeah. fairly often live. Yeah. Um, I love but Damage Incorporated just rips. Oh, it's dude, such a unbelievable classic song. Metallica track. Just, oh, there's so much It makes to you want to flip things over. Oh, yeah. it, just, it makes you want to. It wanna, does. Like, and yeah. once again, great bass intro, of course, the damage with the fade in. And that's another one. I remember reading the lyrics. Bass intro by Cliff Burton. At first, I was disappointed uh, that it's just the... Yeah, meow, yeah, meow, yeah, meow. yeah. But uh, Creeping Death... Where it's got the hear this little triplets, yep. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, and that's almost the yeah, when we were talking quintessential Metallica songs, that's gotta be creeping. Yeah, creeping. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't up there with Master. Oh yeah. I picked creeping out of these two simply because the first time I saw them, just the feeling I got when I started chanting die. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's still to this day as a as a grown ass man, well, somewhat of a grown ass man. Just when that part comes comes on the planet live i just like i could probably take a human life or two at that point just screaming right, yeah. die is is is, is it taking a human life though or is it like being in a mosh pit at a, at a hardcore gig and i think it's like everyone together like die. that energy it's almost yeah. like fight. Fight. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. army fun yeah yeah, yeah. just you know, yeah. that's cool yeah. it's just yeah, yeah. everybody yelling I guess at that's the just same it that's just the energy that but you know. also to show how things have changed in the world cuz when this first came out they were chanting die yep. yeah. you could not play that for your sister or your mother <laughs> Like, this is right. what is this satanic devil music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's like it's just you know, seek and destroy has strippers throwing big black beach balls at each other. Right. <laughs> Who do you think, Brian? Uh, between those two, yeah, songs? between the two, yeah, uh, yeah. Pros and cons, creeping. Yeah, definitely. Gotta go creeping. Uh, uh, For the same reason, just because to me that's the quintessential. But then the other track I love so much. Yeah. And I'll get in my car and listen to that and probably get in an accident. <laughs> and also, too, the, the, I love the, uh, the the verse when Newstead was in the band. Slaves. Hebrews born to the kill. You know, like, oh yeah, yeah. He would do Actually, a little bit of some a, mustard on a little, it. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit, almost a death metal. You yeah, know? They, uh, a lot yeah. of times he sang the whole last chorus by himself, right. and it was killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I miss that guy. Just... He was great live. But yeah, I never got to meet him either. But uh, he, uh, yeah, it's almost like he's become the forgotten man in Metallica, because they always yeah. talk about Cliff, rightfully so. You know, he, he gone way too soon. Right. And Robert, 
Everyone loves Robert. But Best Robert choice. was already like a metal god. Robert had done right. infectious grooves. He'd done suicidal tendencies and Ozzy, Ozzy. and all this stuff. And he already Rock had label. this thing. Yeah. Newstead was a fan, like, but also from like if you knew your Flotsam shit, and Jetsam, yeah, Flotsam and yep. Jetsam, Arizona, yep. you know, and they were killer. Uh, I love that first. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doomsday, uh, Doomsday for the Deceiver. Yeah, yeah. yeah, great bass playing on that. Yep. Which, once again, then the poor guy comes in the band and they don't even turn him on for Justice for All. For, right, you know, right. And they called him New Kid for like <laughs> for five years. years. <laughs> the whole run. Yeah, I was yeah. so <laughs> glad when they finally, like, you know, mended those fences of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and then the 30th anniversary. 30th anniversary was great. Just yeah. so cool to see him back up yeah. there, man. Because the guy's so. Yeah. So, He's like very, you said, forgotten, man. But that guy saying, right. is, is an incredible bass player. I don't know if you guys listened to the, the Newstead Metal album. Mm -hmm. I did. That was yeah, awesome, yeah. dude. I, liked I really liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of respect for that, dude. When you talk about the band being good with fans, back then, yeah, when the some guy. of them weren't, right? When somebody was drinking and somebody was doing whatever else, he was the front for. He was the face for them. He, he was do the them guy all. that was like out, in, you know, for two hours standing next to the bus because I, you know, I saw every him meet do and greet. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. another thing too. Uh, they would always close the Seek and Destroy, but they. They close with it now, but they play it straight through. Back then, they would do a, like a 12-minute version where yeah. they have a big sing-along where James would drink beer with the crowd. Right. The whole time, Newstead was soloing along, with yeah. his, with, yep. on the wah-wah pedal and stuff. Yep. Like, what, what a great player, you know? Uh, and, and almost the forgotten guy in the band. Yeah, it's too bad. You know, but, as a result. Yeah. But, but also, I get his decision, but yeah. 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 <laughs> but I, I, I got to talk just quickly about the lyrics in, in Disposal or uh, Damage Incorporated. Blood will follow blood. <laughs> Like what a great line! It's awesome. Dying He's time is some here. of the most metal lyrics ever. Just uh, like here's one. Uh, I can't remember what the first line is, but don't f with Razorback. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. It's like it's a so Razorback. with Razorback. Yeah. So badass. Like why am I f with a Razorback? Yeah. I'm staying away from this. It's like a sports thing, isn't that the Arkansas? <laughs> yeah, like, I think I so. Yeah, know. it's a college football team, right? And yeah. Yes, I'm such a dork. Got all in yeah. f***ing no regrets. That's another one. What that's a great so perfect. Like, that should be on a shirt or a tat so, if you haven't. Yeah. Which yeah. one of us hasn't said that about something yeah. in life? Sure. Got all in f***ing no regrets. We're going to have to beep all this, but who cares, yeah, man? Oh, wow. Oh, sorry. I no, was dropping F-bombs earlier. That's a real a line, movie. dude. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a real line. Talking about that angst earlier. Just that right. like That's just, you know. I, 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 yeah. I'm talking about, uh, you said you're a nerd because you knew that was, is it Alabama Razorbacks? Arizona Razorbacks? Arkansas. Arkansas. I actually bought an Arkansas Razorback shirt just because it was a Razorback. Because right. I was Metallica, I had my Razorback. Wear my Razorback shirt to the Metallica show tonight. Yeah, no one's gonna notice. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, it's. I think we've pretty much determined it's pretty close. It's, it's so close, all across. Like the when board. you came to me about this concept, I was like, uh, it's easy, but it's not. Yeah, like, yeah, yep. yeah it's... And, and that's why I said it's very interesting because I've done this before uh, with a couple of the guys just on a tour bus in the middle of the night talking. Yeah. But when you go through it, I mean, you have to pick a side, but there's no debate. Right. right. You know, they're both, like I said, made within a year and a half of each other. So crazy. That yeah, is yeah, completely yeah. insane. Now, we were talking about the guy's age when they wrote these songs. It's just unbelievable. Like I said, it's Beatles-type stuff. It's, the, absolutely. The amount of yeah. the yep. great material the Beatles wrote at such a young age, mm -hmm. it was, like, destined to be there, you know? Just a quick uh, last couple things. Where, where, where were you when you found out that Cliff Burton had passed away, Brian? Oh, man. I think I was... I was in San Francisco with a buddy, and we heard it on the radio. Mm. radio? Mm -hmm. I feel like it was, uh, what did it have been? 
God. Well, it wasn't there wasn't a metal station there. Oh, well, it must have been KML or something like that. There was a station. Yeah, yeah, that, the yeah. rock station. It wasn't metal, but yeah, they. That's how we heard. And I took it way harder than the dude I was yeah. with. He's like, "Oh, that sucks." And I'm like, "No, dude, it really, really, yeah, it really sucks. sucks." I read like, it. Yeah, and it, I was pretty. It, I cried when Randy Rhodes died. Oh, I think I got drunk when Cliff died. Oh, you're like, you're old enough. A to little do that. bit older, so I was like, "Yeah, that sucks." Let's just get hammered and smoke a little. You know, <laughs> a little dude. He would have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I read it in the newspaper. That's, oh yeah, like, so, that's there was no like you said there was there was no they might have said it on the radio but no grapevine no internet nobody to tell you. There's found a, Randy in the newspaper. Th- did you find? Yeah, so I did Randy with the little Clifford Lee Burton dead at twenty like, twenty four. Yeah. MTV would have just been like a little blurb. There was like MTV. Right. But, but I don't even know if there was in, but we didn't have MTV Not, in Canada, yeah, so it wasn't on there. Yeah. And I remember I was with my friend who was a huge. He was a techno guy. He loved Depeche Mode and stuff. And he made some kind of a really bad joke. I didn't want to tell it. It's really bad. Like about when Cliff Burton passed away, and. Uh, I was so angry that I punched I him in the face. Oh, good, shit, I good. And I remember he had he had a, he had a handful of change because he was going to buy a newspaper or some candy, and he made this horrible joke, which I didn't want to say. And I just went, good. fell down to this puddle, and all this change, whatever. I was like, "Don't you ever talk about the bird again?" You did the Lord's work? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did, and it was just like, ah, oh, man, like, what a horrible loss, right? You know, it's so funny. The dude I was with was a Depeche Mode fan. <laughs> But dude, I said he didn't care as much. He absolutely, that's his number one band in life is Depeche Mode. It's so weird. It's so funny. What's with Depeche Mode and Metallica? And Metallica They have dudes. a secret beef? We're finding out about Good, I'm glad he's dead. Whoa, dude. Whoa. Calm down, dude. That's not funny. That's not funny at all. See, that's weird because, because I got into Metallica with Later. Injustice for All. Yeah. You know, and obviously it's like, you know, you when you find out about Metallica, you obviously this extraordinary bass oh, right. player. Yeah. So you have to go you have to go back and like it's like it's like one of those God, what did I miss? Like look at this right. guy. Right. Like, did, did you did when you went back and heard the other earlier albums, were you aware that he had passed, that it was a different bass player? When I when I when I, I got into Metallica, I saw the band, I uh in the in the one video was the first time I saw him. Uh I liked Jason because his hair was cool because he had it shaved mm-hmm. in the sides and then Going back into their catalogs and finding, okay, Cliff Burton, and then, oh, he died, and wow, what right, an incredible right, player he was, yeah. and just learning more about him, you know, so that was a weird kind of perspective, just, just going go back, back and way. just seeing this guy, like you said, at 24 years old, the, 24. the, the body of yeah, work that crazy. he created is just unmatched, you know, and he's Nobody still, to this day has played like Cliff Burton. No. Uh, like, Geezer Butler has a vibe of it, but, but he was not as technical as, as, right, as Cliff, no, you know? You know, and when yeah. you go back to being, he wasn't like the face of Metallica, but he was kind of the. What did you call him earlier? The just, just like the, the musical mentor, or the, the soul. The, yeah, yeah, almost. He, yeah, from what everything James and Lars say is, they taught him, yeah. taught them about. Oh, melody. you were saying that too. Yeah, yeah. The, that he he was like yeah the, the soul of the band, the, the right. musical mentor. I, I think, and I think the first time I actually heard of him was didn't he write the poem uh, "To Live Is to Die"? To Live Is to word? Die. That was, I think that's where I where it said that the was, lyrics by Cliff Burton. Right. right. That's in, that was his last yeah. uh, contribution yeah. to a Metallica record, which is awesome, which is a cool song. So we're gonna come back and do "Load and Reload." <laughs> <laughs> last, uh, last, oh, la- <laughs> that one might be a little bit harder. <laughs> that's <laughs> be a much shorter show. But I mean, let's just. I'm gonna have to do a lot of research. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Those I'm gonna have to listen to it all the way through. 
different oh, ones. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, just 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 the, once again, the the way that these albums are tracked, it's very similar. It's like we yeah, have okay, we got to sure. open with this. I just always found that very interesting with the same producer in the same studio, the same lineup. I wonder if they did that on purpose. Just or gonna ask yeah. that, you know, yeah. I mean, did I they say, okay, was... we need a thrasher here because that was a thrasher. I don't think Metallica's that uh, contrived, though. Just happenstance. Just happenstance, just, just, right? Yeah. 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 Last, uh, last memory, your first Metallica concert. It was, uh, it was uh, Puppets. Puppets tour? Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't get to see them on, uh, when you they you remember were... where it was? Yeah, it was. It must have been the Cow Palace when they came back through. Yeah, it must so have been. They were doing arenas on the Master Tour. I feel like maybe with Ozzy. With Ozzy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they were opening for Ozzy. Yeah. Right, right, right. How about you, Frankie? Um, okay, 1994 at Glen Helen Pavilion, out right outside of San Bernardino. Here, I like um, to call it the Van Halen Pavilion. Van Halen Pavilion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just, whenever I see it, it's yeah, yeah. now. Whatever the corporate. Which one's that? Is that where they did the Us Festival? Yeah. Uh, that was San Bernardino. Glen yes. Helen. I think yeah, it's Verizon yeah. Amphitheater now or something. Yeah, yeah. They, they had the like, Ozfest there a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, they have had Ozfest yeah. there. Uh, I saw. You know, I think it was like the. It was 1994. So I think it was called like Shit in the Sheds tour. Summer Summer Shed tour. Something yeah, like Summer that, Shit yeah. in the Sheds. Or and something. it was um, it was originally it was supposed to be uh, be Metallica, Alice in Chains, uh, Suicidal Tendencies, and Candlebox. Mm-hmm. And uh, which I was psyched. This was my first um, real concert and my first time seeing Metallica, my favorite yeah. band. And I loved Alice in Chains. But literally, like a couple days before, Lane had one of his mm. episodes, I guess, and like had an overdose. So they were replaced by Fight, which Ron Halford's band. So, oh, yeah. so that was it. Metallica Fight featuring Russ Parrish, Russ Parrish and yeah. Steel Panther. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then that was it. And That's it was, the one. Uh, huh? And they played. Um, the God That Failed, which is one of my wow. favorite Metallica that's songs. obscure for 94. Right, it really is. And I, I couldn't believe they played it because I'd never heard them play it live. Mm-hmm. That. And that's one of my favorite Metallica songs because I love the opening, the bass intro, and the lyrics. It's a grower, and yeah. it's one of those, yeah, it's just one of those ones on the Black Album. I don't think that gets the recognition great. it deserves. This, you know? this might be the topper. Uh, it was November... 16th 1986 cliff died september 24th 1986 it was like eight weeks later oh wow, wow. the third gig with newstead oh damn huh. opening band was metal church you it, was in the, it was in the playhouse damn. theater in in, in uh, winnipeg and i'll never forget metal church had about three feet of stage room where they're all four guys in the front right. row just like they open a ton of bricks down out down out and they're all banging their heads and they're all in a line and they can't move and uh standing right next to me was the mentors oh wow because <laughs> i could tell because they were wearing their mentors masks which were black kkk hooded right, yeah. pointy things but i'll never forget that man i tried to record it i had a recorder in my pocket i turned it on and then when i went back to listen to it after all you could hear was yeah. <laughs> so Your pants wrestling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it man Good. How was that? How was that show? I mean, just like... Well, I, I was a huge Cliff fan. Yeah. Because I'm a bass player, too. Yep, yep. And I was supposed to see them that summer in Vancouver. It was Ozzy and Metallica. And the night we were supposed to go, Ozzy got sick mm. and canceled. And I was like, well, there's Metallica still there. Can't they play? Like, I'd rather see yeah. I'd rather see Master Puppets era Metallica than uh, Shot in the Dark era Ozzy, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, so I'm like, well, that's fine. I'll go. I'm going to go see them in, in November. In Canada, and then he passed away in September. So it was weird because I thought for sure they'd be canceled, but they, as you guys know the story, they went right in there and got Jason and just went right back to work. I can't believe it was that fast. It was that fast. fast. Eight weeks. Eight weeks, dude. 
And I go back and, and look at the set list now, and it's very primitive. It's mostly, you know, it's mostly kill 'em all songs and yeah. a couple of master songs. But right. you know, they didn't have a lot to play back the whole then. Record, yeah. You know, there's, there was, yeah. A, there was, I think there was a bass solo. There might have even been like some kind of weird drum solo, and it was just. Yeah. But it was Metallica, and I, I was, I skipped my water polo tournament because I was a water polo player in high school, <laughs> and my friend Warren Rumpel, who Scott knows uh, because Scott uh, dissed him really bad, he knows the name Warren Rumpel. Uh, Warren Rumpel, Scotty, and I'm talking about. Warren Rumpel went to the uh, water polo tournament. I went to Metallica. He was really sad because he missed Metallica, and I was really sad because he banged the chick that I was trying to bang uh, named Tannis or Tanya or something. So both guys ended up winning on that weekend. Yeah, medals forever. You still win. Forever. You still win. Yeah. There's, plenty of, there's plenty of water polo slots out there. Exactly. How many times do you get to see so Metallica? So many. Yeah. Water polo whores. I saw three of them walking into the building today, for God's sakes. Thank you, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Cool. Happy birthday. To you, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear you. Happy birthday to you. Like Jack Black just said, a happy birthday to Lars Ulrich and a big thanks to Brian Posehn and Frankie Kazarian for helping us celebrate with a great conversation about uh, one of our favorite bands, Metallica, Ride the Lightning versus Master of Puppets. Which is your favorite? Hit me up on the Twitter at TalkIsJericho and let me know. Make your choice and let me know if you like the classic album Clash. we got a whole lot that we can do taking two albums from the same band, from the same artist and pitting them against each other uh, with a different rotating cast of characters. So lots of fun. And speaking of fun, how many of you have already booked your cabins for Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea? Setting sail October 27, 2018. If you are thinking about it, if you're on the fence, don't because if you book by January 15, you get to take a picture with the list uh, with me and I'll put you on the list you know what happens when you book your cabin before January 15th 2018 huh you know what happens you're going to make the list. That's what's going to happen. Uh, remember, as little as 150 bucks holds your cabin uh, at ChrisJerichoCruise.com, and everything is included in the price of a cabin. All the food and all the activities, live podcasts, free, stand-up comedy, free, meet and greets, free, taking a picture, free, uh, getting an autograph, free, all the concerts, free, the Sea of Honor, Ring of Honor tournament. It's free when you reserve a cabin. It's all-inclusive, man. Uh, all of that's included. If you uh, all you got to pay for is alcohol and gambling. And if you don't do either of those, if you're a teetotaler, then everything on the cruise is free of charge as long as you reserve your cabin. Remember, book your cabin by January 15th. you still got three weeks or so. You'll get a picture of me with the list, and I'll put you on the list if you want it, all right? You can film that. And you'll be able to come hang on the ship with all these incredible guests. Now, remember this. This is a cruise ship. It's not a, a fortress. There's no uh, uh, barricade between all the talent and, and, and all, everyone, all the guests on the cruise. We're all hanging out together. I know this because I did it on the Kiss Cruise. I met people the first night that I was friends with by the end of the whole shebang. I'm still friends with some of the people that I met on the Kiss uh, on the Kiss Cruise. You can have the same thing on Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. 
featuring Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler hosting. SoCal Val is the special guest cruise director. Mick Foley, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Rey Mysterio, uh, Cyrus and Paul Lazenby from Killing the Town are going to be going live against the Keeping It 100 crew of Conan, Disco Inferno, and Shane Helms. Tim and Dave from Beyond the Darkness are going to be scaring the pants off you. Brad Williams, Ron Funches, Jim Brewer making you laugh your arses off because they're going to be there, some of the greatest comedians in the world. Busted Open Radio, Dave LaGreca will be there. We'll get him working. Uh, Raven's going to be there. Uh, so many others. Uh, rock and Roll, all right? Uh, uh, Jim Brewer's Loud and Rowdy, great rock and roll band. Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, straight from Motorhead, right onto the ship. Fozzie, Judas, top 10 for nine weeks. Painless getting ready to come out. We're going to be even bigger a year from now. King, The Dives featuring Evan Stanley. Uh, the, the Dave Spivak Project. Go check out his new video, Get Out of My House on YouTube. It's got a thousand views. It's a great tune. Go check that out. The Cherry Bombs are going to be there. The Darlings of Rock and Roll. What a show they put on. Uh, the world's greatest female ACDC cover band, Shoot to Thrill. Uh, the world's greatest Aussie tribute band, Blizzard of Aussie. It's not Aussie. I got people going, can I meet Ozzy in the cruise? Ozzy's not going to be there. Blizzard of Ozzy is going to be there. And of course, the coup de grace, the pièce de résistance, Ring of Honor, presenting the first ever Sea of Honor tournament aboard the ship. Matches happening in the middle of the ocean on the cruise ship. First time ever. I had to have a team of engineers come uh, make sure that the, the, the ring could be secured on deck. They agreed it's happening. And who's going to be in the tournament? Ring of Honor, World Heavyweight Champion, uh, Dalton Castle will be there. Uh, and also uh, the Young Bucks will be there. How about the the, the Bullet Club, the Young Bucks, uh, the villain Marty Skrull, the American Nightmare Cody, don't call him Rhodes, Cody's wife Brandy Rhodes will be there, the Briscoe Brothers are going to be there, and the winner of the Sea of Honor tournament gets a world heavyweight title shot. Obviously, Dalton Castle, if he's still the champion, he won't be on in the tournament, but he might lose by then. Who's going to win? And we got more uh, great talents being announced. Maybe Frankie Kazarian will be announced. Who knows? Stay tuned right here. More uh, more uh, talent being announced as well. Of course, don't forget too, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Colt Cabana, Marty DeRosa doing a Mystery Science Theater uh, 3000 on bad wrestling matches. It's going to be hilarious as well. So much great things happening. Book your cruise before January 15th at Chris Jericho Cruise and also don't forget the Alpha versus Omega January 4th the Tokyo Dome Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega subscribe to New Japan World to see that match live and don't forget to go pick up your Alpha Club shirt at Hot Topic and HotTopic.com alright that's it. No more shilling. Thank you so much. I hope you had a great Christmas. Uh, thank you to my great sponsors, ddpyoga.com. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Take advantage of 20% off all the DDPY DVDs, the app, and all related match. Uh, save money at True Car. Uh, peace of mind. You, you save peace of mind. You save money. You save time. So many great things happening. Thank you so much for listening. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next and coming up on Friday, the last show of 2017. And also, the last show on Podcast One. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. The show will continue, though. Got a huge new deal for 2018. You're going to be super excited. But the last show of 2017, Crazy Charles Wyant. He's a comedian. Uh, but he's probably most famous for the crazy stunts that he does for his Facebook watch show. Naked beekeeping. Wrestling alligators in a pond. Hanging underwater with anacondas. Come hear the stories and the antics of crazy Charles Wyant. He's completely, what is he? Crazy. He's going to be here on Friday as we close out 2017 and steamroll into 2018. What a year it's going to be. I'm excited. You're excited. In the meantime and in between time, we'll see you Friday. Stay hard. Stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs, and a bigger. Yeah, boy. Ah, yeah.